Welcome to Seafood Matters Podcast, a voice for the seafood industry. And with over 60 years hands-on experience, I'm your host, Jim Cowie. I'd like to welcome Peter Bruce, a well-known fisherman from Peterhead in Scotland, and Jon Christensen, fisheries scientist in, from Iceland. I would like to ask Peter for a situation you seem to be well informed with the the situation with the North Sea with the Danish industrial fishing for sand deals for believe it or not the pig farms can you elaborate on that Peter. Well, I mean, to me, Jim, it's a, it's a crazy situation that, I mean, our boats are restricted with quotas. At the same time, you have the Danish sand eel boats. I mean, they're, they're, they're allowed to take 83,000 tonnes, just over 83,000 tonnes is their quota this year for sand eels in the North Sea. I mean, it's no benefit to the UK fleet at all, that these guys are taking these large, taking this massive amount of feed for for our our fish, you know. We, I, I don't think we'll have any UK boats fishing the sand eels. If there are, there's maybe just one or two. So, I mean, to me, it's it's a crazy situation. I mean, I I, I remember years ago where we used to get good fishing on the Bergen Bank and the Bressy, and the fish were full of sand eels. No, we, we, we never see that. No, I'm not blaming the sand eel boats 100% for that, but uh, I mean, uh, they, they must be a bit responsible as well. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, sorry, if I could just say that uh, uh, the point that it makes of interest to me is Two things on two previous podcasts. We've had one was a Michelle Stanley who was saying about they've had fantastic results. Uh, she's a scientist and they're working with seaweed and they have had fantastic results with pig farms in the west coast of Scotland doing trials. And, and Jan went on to great lengths at a previous podcast when he was uh, saying about the overpopulation being such a huge problem in the North Sea. And I just think there must be an equation there where overpopulation for the available food that's left after all this industrial fishing. Is that too simple to take it as right, John? Sandies, this is the same thing they say about in Iceland about capelin versus cod. That we shouldn't fish capelin because it's a food for the cod. But in the capelin uh, thing is that uh, we caught uh, up to um, one million ton capelin. It comes in and it's caught in the winter when it's come to spawning and it will die anyway after spawning. 
and uh, then the cod is eating papelin and uh, laying on the bottom digesting it. But they only get it once a year. And they, in fact, they decide how much cabling is coming to spawn because they feed on cabling the first two years of their life and decide that the cabling is as it's, it's around Iceland on the shallow coast. And then they go feed north to Greenland and then they come back fat and big. So they decide by their eating the quantity that will go to the north and come back. So they feed on cabling uh, all, all the time, all, all the, in the previous uh, early life of the cabling. But if you calculate a little about it, uh, uh, to gain one kilogram in weight of cod, they have to eat 10 kilograms of, of uh, cabling. And if you are allowed to only Fish 20% of that increase in weight they get, you have to 550-fold the price of cod against cabling, selling it, you see? So by fishing more cod, you could get more cabling and more cod. It is not so simple system because cabling and sandals, they are predators on the plankton. They have to eat, and they are competing with the young cod larvae. And come to that, they caught half a million ton for many years in the, in the North Sea. Now they are cutting 80,000 tons. This would make only, yeah, one, <laughs> few tons of cod, few ten tons of cod, all this cabling if they ate it. The problem is that you are not allowed to fish cod. I remember, I remember when I came first here, uh, having been in Norway for studying, where they were grazing out uh, stocks in the lakes because the fish were all small, and by by increasing the fishing pressure and cuts more, they grew bigger. Then people said to me, "But can't you feed them?" buy a foot and feed the fish in the lake so they can get bigger. The short answer is, uh, is uh, a short answer is uh, uh, that you get more hungry fish. Well, I mean, in the northern North Sea, there's just, there's just no sand eels to eat. So, I mean, you know, you know the, the cod joint, it'll eat anything it can get. It's, it, can, it can eat, I mean, it, I mean, when, when our lads have got a uh, cod, I mean, they're full of small fish, pout, herring, mackerel. I mean, as you can, I mean, the, the cod is a gutsy fish and it'll eat anything it can. I know, I know, but they have to be both in the same place at the same time. I remember when I was in the Irish Sea on a trawler there, I got it the face and saw it was full of uh, prawns. And the fisherman said, really, is, is he eating our, our prawns? They eat anything. And they had herring in the stomach also, which means they travel from bottom to up sea to catch the herring. 
So they, they are all over. But this is this is not a simple thing. Uh, in the in the 77, when you were there, they caught a lot, lot more of cod. Therefore, you saw uh, maybe sandals all over because sandals, cod is feeding on the sandals. And the sandals is competing with the cod by eating plankton from the small which which the small cod feed on the smallest ones so it is a it is a it's a complicated thing this predator prey system we we could see here for example that when the mackerel came in in the 2005 or something it, the the puffins were starving in the westman islands because there were no sandals why were there no sandals maybe the mackerel ate them or ate their feet and we can see when a mackerel comes into into a, a, a big bay in northern iceland all birds have disappeared in a week because they're eating the same food as the as the birds so so a, a mackerel in our field is like grasshoppers they eat everything and in Norway they are responsible they think for the uh, retire for the small catches of, of salmon because they, they they prey all the Norwegian coast so predator prey is a very complicated thing and if you look at it 100,000 tons of sandals they can produce about 10,000 tons of cod which you are allowed only to fish 2,000. So you have to weigh that against each other. It's, it's 100,000 tons of sandals worth more than 2,000 tons of cod. The main problem, as we have talked about many, many times, that the, the catches are too low and the scientists advice is too low because they never find any fish so they believe there's no cod but you said many times recently here peter that the north sea is full of cod right that's right oh aye, aye, aye. so that uh, problem is the science and oh, um, the, the politicians believe as they believe them as they believe in god if they do that aye. Well, Jim, I mean, I've, uh, John, I, I mean, as you know, I've fished in the North Sea since 1977, over 40 yep. years. And every and every every year, probably, we've heard about overfishing. Yeah. I mean, if, this, if this overfishing was taking place, why why am I still in fishing? Okay? Yes, and why? 40, 40, 40 why, years how, later. How can you overfish with uh, 20,000 tons today against 200,000 tons? few years back oh, right. and as you know everywhere where they started to control uh, or maintain their stocks by fishing less it has gone down in every country oh, around right. this atlantic ocean oh, and oh, always God. it's it's they, they our fishermen say today how can we overfish when we only fish a fraction of what we did before no, scientists say that's old overfishing. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when when we go out now, compared to what we used to to see, Jim. I mean, 
we used to see massive boats. Every, yes. every other day we was fishing aside other pair teams or seeing at boats or something. I mean, from where out there now, we hardly see a boat. Okay? And we're still yeah. I mean, I, I, I said a thing last week. I mean, Greenpeace had this big press release last week about overfishing and everything. And I said, I said, even even if we was doing to two boats, they would want us cut to one. Okay? It's always, always overfishing. And it, it's just, it's it's a crazy situation, like. Yes, but you took one one green cook was did to see to show him how it was in the sea. What's that, sorry? Uh, you took a guy who was a had a program in the television. Right. Out to the sea to show him how it really was. Right. Right. Did, did that have an effect? Well, it didn't do any harm. I mean, there was a lot of people again. I would say was very. Against him coming away, me, but I wanted to show him what was what was actually seeing, and uh, and he did agree at, uh, with some of the things I was saying. Like, you know, yeah, uh, I I I didn't regret taking him away, which a few years ago now. Like, but uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, you were speaking earlier about uh, to me about college, and you get these people coming out. At, university and, and and alarms me it to come out of university with what i call non-degrees really uh-huh. degrees a degree to nothing and a lot of them are, are envi- environmental degrees and the only place they can get a job is where these green groups and they have to toe the line with these green groups or they want to get funded they want to have a job and how do they how do they toe the line by coming away with things like overfishing all the time. And there's no, there's no substance to what they're saying at all. They're just towing what I would call the party line of fishermen overfishing. Hugh, Hugh Fairley Whittenstall, it, uh, I took away. Because, I mean, I, I was just really, really angry. I mean, he was coming on to this uh, Hugh's fish fight. And all you was hearing about was negative things about the fishing industry. And at that time, we had, we had done so much work to try and get the cod stock back. And we, we had got the cod stock back, but all you was getting with him was negative things, but discards. And I wanted to take him away and show him some of the things we'd done, like like putting bigger mesh into to the belly of the net, like the Orkney troll. It's what it's called the Orkney troll. And and that has been proved to, to release small more small codlins. And uh, no, I mean I I, I mean I, I wanted to show him and and in the end he did agree. Rock rockedly it it we had taken measures to try and uh, increase the cod stock. I mean I have been in this all my career. Uh, I said in '83 when we uh, took up the quota system that uh, protecting starving fish with fishing less was the worst thing you can do, and I have proved right all the way. It's gone down, down, down. We are now fishing uh, half of what we did uh, before the quota system, and and uh, we are still cutting down because they have had previously overestimated 
if if somebody steals from your shop, you explain it by there was a misleading bookkeeping in the store, but not that there was a thief that came and took it. So they they always say we we did wrong back, but we are on the on the right course now. And we discussed for 40 years for them. I have had uh, long talks in the parliament group, which is governing the, the fishing policy. They said it was very interesting what was I was saying, but it did nothing. It's so easy for the politician to say when you criticize the fishing uh, matters that uh, it's easy to say we listen to the scientists. But we know, Peter, the scientists as what nothing. Why, why don't they fin find any, any, any cod in the North Sea while you are, uh, see massive cod stocks? Why, why don't they see anything? I mean, as, as no doubt about the, the research is just so out of date and so, so flawed. I mean, John, you was, you was kind of saying that the fleet has got smaller. Uh, and that is borne out with what we see in Peterhead. I mean, Peterhead, for a while, we, we had 120 Peterhead boats. That's 120 with the PD on it. And now we are down to about 20. And they're still, and they're still saying overfishing. That's, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I mean, as I, as I said last week in that, uh, in that post by uh, Greenpeace about overfishing, I mean, if you look around about the UK, we we have so much harbours now that used to we ports that used to be fishing harbours, and now they're they're like they're yacht marinas. I mean, I mean, like that Anstruther, far used to have a massive seanet fleet. It's all yachts. White Hells, far used to have a lot of inshore boats, a yacht marina, and it's that is. The same all around the, the UK, and we still get this this uh, overfishing uh, lies. It's 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 really for me as a skipper. It's really really frustrating. I mean, in in America, they take politicians for hearing, and they baffle them down with very difficult questions. The scientists should be taken uh, to hearing by us. And they have, would have to answer what they have done wrong. They have done everything has gone the opposite way what they promised. But the problem we have, Jam, is we are just fishermen. What, what do we... I mean, that's, that's just the attitude it goes. They go to university, they've got a bit of paper. It says, oh, they've got this degree. We are just fishermen. We are bumped to say there's, there's lots of fish in the sea. And that's, that's what comes out all the time. What... What do we as fishermen can really about it? You know, I, I am a scientist educated from the university. And what do they say to me? They say, I'm a bad scientist <laughs> because I don't agree with them. But I have been, I have been everywhere. And so in, in many countries, in many both shrimp and cod and uh, trout and salmon, everything. Everything, everywhere is the same thing. Overfishing. It's it is it's a crazy it's a crazy situation. Yeah, yeah, Jim. I mean, as I say, I'm repeating myself, but I mean, we I mean we haven't changed. 
any of the areas we went to. Can we, we, can I mean, I'm a prime example. Can we, we fish out in the Bergen Bank, we fish the Bresse, we go to the same areas all the time and we're still catching lots of fish. I mean, some years, or some years, there's lots of haddock. Maybe next, can, I mean, I mean, the next year you might get much more cod, not so much haddock. Things go in cycle. Again, nature, nature does that. Like, but I mean, to get to get these green groups just spouting, spouting. I mean, and and they get away with it all the time. It's 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 very very frustrating. It is. It's it's just nature. I mean, just now. I mean, if I speak about what we're seeing in the North Sea just now, it's it it's a problem. We we have a big problem just now in the North Sea, and the biggest the problem is it there's just haddocks everywhere. I mean, there really is haddock. It's very very like John when you came to Scotland in two thousand and two. We have this massive year class of haddocks, and they're they're really small. I I mean John when he came in two thousand he says he says you are not going to catch. These haddocks are not going to start growing until you thin them out a bit. There's too much. There's too much haddocks just now. They're not going to grow. I mean, John went down to the market in Peterhead, and he was actually taking raw out of haddocks, which were only herring size. 30, 30, They weren't even thirty centimeters. Oh. <laughs> and he says, and he, and he, you can tell tell what you were saying, John. Then this fish were mature. But they were only 30 centimetres. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the worst example now is the, is the Baltic Sea. It was, uh, they caught about, uh, I think, 400,000 ton, 400, tons of caught in 60-something. In, uh, but now it's closed for all fishing because the fish don't grow. They are small and they're parasited. And... Uh, it, the story is that uh, they, they discovered that the poles, they were fishing much more than they said because their export was larger than the, the, their cuts they, they cleared. So the EU and the nations worked to, to block the poles and got them into EU and put a quota system on them and took away and destroyed uh, thousands of boats. And I told them in 2009 that the growth is so poor of this cod that you can't increase the mass and you can't reduce the fishing because it has no meaning. It will only get worse. It got worse and worse and worse. And I investigated the aids and the growth of the fish. And I sent reports to the scientists and everybody. But nobody listened. Now it's, it's closed. They are waiting for nature to cure itself. There's no cod fishing allowed in the Baltic Sea, which has been harvested for generations. Mm. Can you have it more clear? Aye. Aye. Well, in 2002, it wasn't... I mean, we, we finally did get the, these haddocks to start growing, but it wasn't until we had, we had fished a lot of them out. You know? Yes. But and then, you know, and that's, that's a problem we have just now. I mean, it's just... You wouldn't have believed there's a sea of haddocks everywhere in the North Sea just now. And, and the worrying for me, we haven't got the fleet now to fish them. No, and you have not got the mass size to fish them either. 
Well, we're, we're fishing 100, we're, we've got 120 millimetre, but there's so much of them, we're, we're catching them. I mean, yeah. the, the problem we'll have as well, it when I got the capacity for processing now. Yeah. 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 But I mean, the, guys, the guys have been coming in with these small haddocks, and they're probably about, I thought would they be about 30 to about 34 centimetres, and the prices are poor for them. But sometimes... Because the quad quota is so long, so small, we're ha- they're having to land them. Okay? It's, uh, we have that problem just now. It's, yes. Just when, I was, everywhere. when I was on the fruitful harvest, they, they, they threw about 90% of the, of the cards. And they told me they were getting money for uh, decommission. Right. Right. I said, why? And they were, they were, they were pulling by hands. Barrels of fish up and down the lasting room, right? Mm-hmm. All done by hands, man hands. Yeah. I said they should use money for invest invest in better equipment on board the trawlers, and uh, let you fish more. Nice. No, they, they they were destroying the boats in a case where you should fish a lot more. Yeah. As you know, but nobody listens. We have had many, many meetings, many meetings and talks, but nobody listens. No. no. And even <laughs> remember when I came to Peterhead, you called Tom Hay and say, We no. have a scientist here. You should talk to him. He said, No. I'm long time ago since I talked to scientists. They're all stupid. <laughs> no, no. You you are you are the right you you are right with what you said, John. I mean that was proven. That was proven a couple of years after, once the once the guys had fished the the haddock down a bit. When we had it, that's when we had a quite a big fleet. Oh really? Yeah. Good. No, this is a problem. We see we see it now clearly with the salmon. Uh, we we can't buy natural salmon because they are all released. And they say the farm salmon is a scrub. The natural salmon is much better, but you can't get it because they're all released and the nets are out in all rivers and the salmon fishery is going down as a result of no harvesting. Yeah. You even have the one of the richest men in Britain buying up rivers here in Iceland to to save the North Atlantic salmon stock. And how does he do it? He releases all the fish in the rivers and make fish ladders and so on. But nobody is catching anything. They're just playing with the fish. That's, that's horrible. He's yeah. buying up land with the rivers to do this. Right. Okay. You know him, Radcliffe? Who? Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Yes. Oh, yes. Aye. Aye. He is here. He has bought three rivers, three or four rivers. Aye. One of the best rivers in the north, and he pays scientists to do research. Yeah. And they, they, they do it even if they have been investigating this river for 30 years. It is fully done. <laughs> but they go for the money. Aye. It's horrible. Aye. John, John was saying, when will things change? I mean, that's, that's the worrying thing about me. I, I, that's the worrying thing I see, is that things, 
things never seem to change. I mean, they just seem to go by the science all the time and by what the scientists say. And it's and our fleet are getting smaller and smaller all the time. And it's say, I I was making a point. What what do organisations like Greenpeace really want? Did it did it did they want? Did it did they want to get to the stage that we have no fish? coming into the UK at all, local wild fish, if they want all the fish coming into the UK to be imported, being flown all around for different parts of the world, what good is that for the environment? I mean, it, you would actually think that's, that's what these organisations actually want. It's crazy. In Ferros, they were just dead. <laughs> they put them in jail when they were trying to stop the whaling. I have been here all summer because we have been cutting waste this this year. We have caught about uh, uh, one hundred big big waves. They are they are hanging up there, filming and distributing to the world what horrible things we are doing. But there are hundreds and thousands of of whales in the Atlantic and we are catching only 100 or 150 maybe. If they were going to go and, go and dump all these boulders on the on the fishing grounds on the Bergen Bank in the Norwegian sector on Iceland, they just they just wouldn't get off what? I mean we we could actually have boats yeah. in trouble in in crews injured or killed. Well what what they are doing just now with these big boulders, it's, it's, it's just a, it's just a total a travesty and a disgrace what they're doing. Well, I mean I mean we're, we're fisheries organizations. But what are, do we do in Norway? Speaking to the government protesting. But in Norway, do they allow them to do this in Norway? Nothing, nothing seems to be done about it, John. They they didn't they don't they don't attempt to do it in Norway because because actually no I mean if they were starting to dumping boulders into the sea in Norway yes, I yes. I would say they would I mean their boats would be arrested by the Norwegian gunboat I'm pretty sure this I'm pretty is sure about that that would happen in the old times they sent the navy to Iceland <laughs> and the Icelandic small wooden gunboats were trying to sail them down. <laughs> but I mean you've got I mean the worrying for me Jam I, I was watching footage the last day and that's with some of the environmental groups and you know what they were doing I, I don't know if you've seen it or no Jam they were actually drilling into tyres of lorries that's what they were doing and there was it didn't seem to be nothing doing them they were saying these lorries were killing the they were contributing so much to climate change and they were actually drilling into the into the tires and bursting the tires of the of these massive lorries and I, I was just thinking what what are they gonna be doing next to the fishing boat that are going to be going aboard the fishing boats and and you, you just it's uh, it is it is worrying how how much these environmental groups seem to to, to get off with. This uh, Tom Watson, he he's in the uh, They sunk two whale boats many years ago in the harbour of Reykjavik. Right. 
Yes, he, he, he opened the bottom holes in it and they sunk, and they sunk in the harbour. He was uh, he was not jailed. I think they didn't cut him, but uh, they uh, he is not allowed to come here. Yeah, they are protecting the last cod, but the problem is there are so many of the record they can't protect them all. <laughs> I, I better I better not mention the the name of the guy because I'm on a podcast here and I could be wrong. I, well, I'm not wrong, but I was I was told one of these green groups they get so much funding, uh, funding, and one of the guys that had run it, he was giving himself a salary as a consultant or or a green group. He he had funded himself or or three figures. That's how much he was getting yeah, as as guy, and he had founded as Green Group, and he was he was a consultant to them, and he was getting, and that's how much money was. Uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't the three figures; it was six. It was actually it it was over a hundred thousand pounds. He was actually getting paid for his consultancy fees, and he had and he had funded that group. Okay. It's amazing when you when you delve. I mean, I I, I sometimes think that we didn't it our organisations didn't delve enough down into these facts about about these green groups. But it's a strange to, to just to tell the public the truth. Even if we got here, all man. the proofs of wrong advice on the table, nobody reacts. It is all clear. It is proven that they have had wrong for 40 years and done wrong thing and do, done uh, fantastic harm to nations and fishermen and other people. And they are still going strong as nothing have happened. And even the minister of fisheries, he said yesterday, we had, have the best uh, fish management system in the world. And we could export it to other countries. It's absolutely, they are so blind. It's horrible. That's, that's what saddens me about, about our industry, how small it is, is gotten now. I mean, we are, the UK is, is an island nation. And I mean, we, we should be taking a lot more uh, fish out of the sea and, and eating it locally and that. And it's it's not only about food, it's about creating employment round about our coast as well. I mean, we can never forget for every one man gone to sea, there's maybe six or six uh, working ashore, if no more. Okay, and so I mean it's 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 I mean it's it's done a lot of damage. I mean these Greek books have done a lot of damage to um, to to a lot of the fishing, the coastal communities round about our coast. Sometimes you would actually think they were in cahoots with the, with some of the the green groups, some of the scientists. <laughs> you would actually think. Well, the, the, I think ten companies has eighty percent of the quotas in Iceland, and they are trying to buy out all the small ones. And they, uh, they have their whole chain. They have the fishing, processing, 
transporting, selling, and everything. And most, uh, a lot of money from them, they, they, it, is, it goes abroad because they have a selling system. They, in, in Britain, they have a, a group selling the, their fish and they, they get it for a lower price for them because they take the profit in the foreign group. So the uh, fishermen are paid less for the fish. The harpers are paid less uh, costs for uh, using the harpers, and everything, everybody is losing except them. They have taken this uh, profit in, into uh, tax-free ports. Icelandic criminals, <laughs> as I say. <laughs> okay. But they place their money in in the in the in foreign banks in Bermuda or some some tax tax places. So there is a lot of discussion about it here. But they they seem to rule the country. Some of these guys rule the country. They have uh, all the politicians on their side, and maybe they pay them. They pay bribes in in Namibia, you know. And in Ferros, even, and they, they have money laundering in Norway and so on and so forth. But they seem to get away all the time because they have bought all the politicians. It's horrible. And we can do nothing. For not to mention uh, the cost of the quota system is also that we, the people in the country, never get cheap fish as they did earlier we used to eat fish five or six days a week now maybe we do it twice a month because it's so expensive it's much more expensive than, than, than beef a, a, a fillet of fish is the same price as beef it's absolutely insane and it's double the price of pig <laughs> or triple, crazy. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't long being cut. Eh? I, I, th I, I think I just started. Maybe I started in '77, and I would say that was. I would say maybe the court has started just about that time of near, near, no, and, and it's just, I, and, and especially with us. For have a mixed fishery, it's a crazy situation, really. Okay, but I mean, I I can never see it changing in the UK now, because there's just so much money invested in quota. Okay, there's just I I can't see it. And and for the fear for me, if they did away with quotas and went on to days at sea, I mean I've I've heard some shocking things about that. If they would give you days, all like to this the smallest stock. So you would end up fishing probably uh, something crazy like like uh, if they did away with quotas, you would probably end up fishing 90 days a year or something like that. And how could that be viable? The, the, the quota system made you, you cut, take as much money out of the sea as you can, but not as much fish. That's why you discard fish. They take the best quality fish out and they even have... They throw away the, the, the less valuable fish. Except in Pharaoh, where they're allowed to come, come uh, cut everything. They, they, they can't. Now there is so much money in it, and it's money in it for the bank. 
in the cross here 10 years ago, they, they were going to change the system. But the bank said no. The banks have so big loans in the fishing industry that they can't tolerate that the quota system is taken away. I, I think there will be massive opposition to, by the banks. Yeah, and I, if, if you actually did away with the quotas, because there's, there's so much money, people have guarantees on their boats because their quota is worth so much money. Again, so I, I kind of see that changing. Okay. I mean, fit I would like to see more is, I, I don't know how they would do it, is maybe uh, if we could have a, multi, a multi-species quota or something, you know? None of this individual quotas, okay? But I, it, I'd probably wouldn't happen either. Like, I think I, 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 would, I would like to see something put in place that young guys could... Get their their foot in. I mean, let's 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 give a, a lot of credit to Shetland here. I mean, they have a lot of new young partnerships starting there, and they have like community quota. But I I would like to see something being done myself personally on the mainland for young guys to to be able to get a start. In Norway, they they have a, such a system because they they say we have to. Um, hold up the population in northern Norway. Uh, they do it through the fishing system. So you can you can start with uh, with a quota and you can work you up, as we say. And we have no, several Icelanders which are, are uh, fishing from Norway, out of Norway, and they do it very very well. And they have even managed to teach the Norwegian how to handle the fish. I mean, uh, they 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 cut the head of all fish in, in Norway, and we we don't do that. We take the heads of seal and sell them to Nigeria, dry them, and we we are you. Yes, we we are. I think the 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 the, the what was thrown away earlier is now more worth than the fish was before. They take the uh, swim blood there. They take everything, even the gills. And there are machines here to, to, to all sort it out. It's everything is used. And the skin is very valuable. It is used for medical uh, products, the skin of God. It is used to heal wounds that would grow on your arm or foot or wherever they plant. They have uh, special parts made of cod skin to cover sores. And wounds. That's an export from us. Very valuable thing. Is that is that an Iceland joint you're speaking about? They they do what? Yeah, we do that. I, I I never knew about Iceland, but I knew Norway have things like that. They utilize the the whole fish. We we have a company in Peterhead that they 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 utilize the frames of the fish, kind of like the bones of the fish. Yeah. They have a place over, over the back of the market in Peterhead, and I think that these uh, the frames are the bones of the fish. We have done it for many, many years, and we dry the heads by uh, our uh, geothermal water and dry it there and export to Nigeria, and it's very valuable for them. Yeah, well, I I always think that we have a fantastic product in fish. Jamal agree with me. He's ways restaurant, but. 
I mean, it's it's a number one natural product, is it? I mean, there's nothing heavy to alter. I mean, it's like a natural thing. We didn't we didn't we didn't prom- we didn't promote it enough. Heads from big cod, just cooked heads, cod heads. It's a it's it's fantastic. A uh, one head is plenty for one person. This is a talk cuts from five to ten kilos, and the head is the, a delicious thing. You you heat the water to to the boil. You have salt water and you put the head in and let it, uh, and you turn off the heat and you let it stay for ten minutes and then it's ready. Best source for <laughs> all these expensive yeah. products you buy. In in, in in the food stores, what it is? Ah, uh, oh, I don't remember. Amino acids blended, blended. Collagen. It's called collagen. It's better from the fridge than, than from the box. You know, you know what? Um, you know what? Our lads caught last week. I was I was when I was speaking to Jim earlier. I was telling them, John, our lads caught a caught a eight foot tuna last week in the North Sea. A tuna. I mean, I'm, I've I've never caught yeah. one. I've never, I a tuna, a bluefin tuna. Yeah. I mean, it just shows how things are changing a bit as well. I mean, I've well, as I say, I mean, I'm repeating myself, but I've fished since '77, and I I have never caught one. And I was off, I mean, I was off last trip, and my my son he he was fair chuffed. He, I mean, he 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 got it, and it was just prime condition as well. It was a massive fish, beautiful fish. It just shows you how how things are changing a wee bit. We we didn't have a license to to take it in, so uh, I mean we couldn't we couldn't land it like. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, they yes. got a few meals off it. I put it like that. The thing, the thing. I mean, the thing was dead anyway. So, uh, but there was another, and there was another Scottish boat caught one last week. And they're they're being caught regular now. I mean, I mean that's that's something that really frustrates me about the quota system, how inflexible it is. I mean, we we we've had a problem over the last couple of years with hake in the North Sea. We we didn't have any track record for for catching this uh, new fishery in the North Sea. And I mean that that is a problem. It it the quota system is so. Inflexible. It takes ages for things to change. I mean, that's what we are saying just now. I mean, if our boats are catching tuna, which we can see happening in the years to come, they should be at least being able to land a few, take them ashore, and someone for t- to get a good of them and fit and fit good is it to anybody? I mean, if these things are being caught just accidentally, and and they're dead no, anyway, no. what's what's the sense of? Uh, not taking them in. I mean, it's unbelievable. But I think they've been some fish. I think the world record price is about half a million dollars or something for mm-hmm. these for these prime fish at goods to a special sushi uh, kind of uh, restaurants. But this is this is something new. I mean, if you get, if you go into YouTube, you can see you can see the Norwegian had a fishery. The Norwegians had a had a fishery. Yes. Yes. Uh, Southern Norway for for blue fin tuna. Uh, if you if you you can Google it, 
on YouTube. Uh, Not Google it on YouTube. But you can search on YouTube for uh, Norwegian tuna fishery, and there's uh-huh. brilliant footage uh-huh. on of them, of them catching tuna in the southern North Sea. You can't fall happen. I mean, if if we start uh, if we start getting a quota for tuna, you can imagine how how. Well, if we start speaking, well, well, I mean, I can't, I can't what organisations are starting to speak mm-hmm. about it, but you can imagine the opposition to the Green Group still it, okay? For no reason at all. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Seafood Matters podcast. You can get in touch and listen to all the other episodes on my website, seafoodmatterspodcast.com. Mm-hmm.